0: Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the My Love of Golf podcast. Thanks for joining us. And if you tuned into our US Open show last week, uh, where Scott Carter, our new, well, he's not our new co-host, but he has stepped into the breach and helped us fill in beautifully. And uh, he really did a great job with the US Open preview. So we've got him back for the US Open review. Scott Carter joins us again for his second time on a podcast. Uh, it was a great show last week. Thanks for everyone who did listen in again. Uh, if you didn't listen in, well, do that. You can go back and check it out. Um, check out some of the other interviews that are there. There are, heaps of interviews and um if you do do that go and subscribe uh wherever you get your podcast. you can subscribe leave us a review that really does help this podcast rate highly and uh just keep listening on and we'll keep doing it thanks for tuning in let's bring in scott and we'll talk about everything that happened in last week's world of golf and a little bit about this week's upcoming tournaments around the planet thanks for tuning in Scott Carter, welcome back to the My Love of Golf podcast for your second second start, uh, second start. You know, some starters in their second start really start to hit their straps and uh, really, you know, hit that final of winning post. Um, How did you go last week? How was it for you last week, mate?
1: Uh, thanks for having me on again, Roscoe. Yeah, no, it was great, mate. I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, a little bit nervous towards the start of it, but uh, yeah, slightly, slightly got into it and you know, really enjoyed it hated listening back to uh whatever i listened back to uh, myself had to speed it up to 1.25 so i highly advise that but no mate it was a lot of fun and thanks for having me again to just yeah wrap up this us open wasn't it great
0: uh it was great no thank you i'll just cover back um thank you because i i can't do this type of show by myself i can uh wax on lyrical by myself about plenty of things given the opportunity and uh but i can't do this sort of stuff by myself because a uh, I, I don't think it suits um Suits it, you know, talking about the golf yep. and the tournaments and having the different levels of opinions and experiences, and everyone sees something differently. So, I don't think it suits it. So, I do appreciate you uh joining us. And, you know, I'm, I can't hold you to doing it every week. Absolutely not. But uh, so we'll see how we go for the next couple of weeks. Um, but there's a couple of big events coming up. Uh, post this weekend, which is obviously, we've got the Travellers this weekend, which is an elevated event. Yeah, but elevated for, event. For me, after that, maybe I might have a rest until the Scottish Open. I don't think my uh, friends and golf colleagues would forgive me if I didn't cover the Scottish Open. Of course, uh, the Scottish Open coming up, so PJ Tour, DP World Tour, co-sanctioned event yeah. lead, up, lead up to the Open, and then we've got the Open. So we'll see how we go. Maybe Rocket might uh, be back from his holidays in Bali by then, and, and we'll see if uh, if Mike's around or not. We'll see. But, um, mate, it was a massive week, you yeah, know, the US Open. It was, oh, I think it delivered a great tournament at a great golf course. We got to see all of the world's leading players, you know, being tested and yep. performing really well. We got a winner that maybe we should we should have had a little bit more attention around. Uh, he is a winner this year on tour. and yeah. uh, But we got a new winner. And, you know, maybe the PGA is the one that gets more of the accolades for throwing up new winners uh, and not the... Uh, the open, the US open, but, uh, we got Wyndham Clark and I, I I'm not disappointed that we got Wyndham Clark. Uh, you know, no. what, what a fine young man, um, played rock solid golf when he needed to. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and when when he got tested, uh, a little bit nervy, he seemed to have this mental resilience and, and I'll talk, we'll talk about the mental game a little bit. Um, but he had this mental resilience to be able to hold on under the pressure of the number one, two, Three, four, six, you know basically under the pressure of the top 10 golfers in the world breathing down his neck
1: i, w- I mean roscoe I wish i had a, a an ounce of his uh, mental resilience on the golf course because like he he withstood a ton of pressure i mean we talk about it i'm sure but the, some of the guys could have put a bit more pressure on him around him especially rory but um but mate he was he was right in amongst it and he he stood up and some of the shots he hit you know, on that last round were just incredible, but he was doing it all week and, um, and, and really kind of, you know, in the moment delivering and standing up. Yeah. It was, it was impressive to watch. And yeah, I agree, man. I loved the course. I loved watching the course. Like I was, I was up, you know, before five every day uh watching as much as i can and and listening to everything going on and it was it was great to watch it was good telly we get the great international feed um here in australia where there are no ads you know maybe it's not not everyone's favorite commentator but shane bacon's in there as well and you get a little bit of the main the main feed commentator um so i really enjoyed it really enjoyed the four days
0: it got off to an absolute flyer and and that Pretty much, you know, lit up the uh, the interwebs of the Twitter spheres and uh, wherever anyone, you know. Wants to chuck a hand grenade into the golf space, and we spoke. We spoke about that space yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Um, but it, it just lets people light up on the golf course. You know, like it was too soft. It wasn't a at US Open standard. The fairways are too wide. This isn't a US Open test. Blah blah yeah. blah. I, I really, I think there's a couple of things that come out of that. Yes, there were some generous conditions. You know, the I think we called it the, mar, the marine inversion layer. Um, yeah. Is that the was that the term that they're using or the
1: sea? Uh, the mar, the marine, marine layer. The marine, marine layer. layer that comes in, yeah.
0: I'm not sure if, it, if if there is in any term in the weather systems called inversion. If there is, tell me if there, is, <laughs> or if there isn't. Um, that's what we went with. But, yeah, the, the the marine layer made it play fairly soft on day one, um, especially for that, those two morning uh, groups that, you know, set the world alight, uh, obviously Ricky Fallon and Xander Shoffley. Yeah. There was some there was some scoring out there, but, of course, as it firmed up, as they started to predict that the scoring and the, and the, con, and the conditions and the play was going to get tougher, as it um, – went on and we sort of saw that maybe not as tough as probably some of the, uh, the folk would have liked to see that. I think they would have liked to have seen a few more balls being ejected from greens as it firmed up and got a little bit baked. Yeah, it's hardly very baked compared to like a, a baked out links that we might see at um, some Hoylake this year. But, um, you know, you still had to play quality shots, you know, to, to get anywhere in proximity to getting near a bird, you know, birdie opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. And we just saw, yeah, you know, the likes of let's talk about Rory for a second. We talk, saw Rory just not quite being able to get close enough to convert those birdie opportunities. Yeah, blame his putting, but he just wasn't able to, you know, convert when when required
1: no not at all Mate, he hit uh, 59 out of 72 greens um like for that, the week
0: that's a an number that's an unbelievable if, if you didn't catch that stat like that's an unbelievable high there's not many yeah. i think the 53 or so what, was, what did he get how many 59
1: 59 out of 72 greens he hit he was first in uh greens in reg but he was 40 uh 42nd in putting yeah so yeah, I mean, he, uh, especially on that last round, like he just couldn't sink anything. I think the longest putt he sunk was seven foot something. Mm. Um, just, yeah, and, and a couple that he missed um, just really let him down. And, I mean, gee, when you add add it all up, you know, he, he made a couple of putts and, you yeah, he should have won by a few. But, um, but yeah, he just couldn't do it. And it's uh, another, another round where he just couldn't quite, Push the the accelerator enough in round four. Um, I think I, I heard he said to his manager as he was kind of coming out of the scoring tent. You know, just it's uh, St Andrews all over again. And so you know, you got to you got to wonder whether that's started to sting. Of course, it's started to sting. But um, how much scar tissue is he is he really developing? Um, but you know, he's he's going to be in and around, isn't he? He's just got to have a day where where. You know he's in the mix and he makes he makes a few of those putts.
0: He's too he's too good, you know, not to not to have another major championship under his belt. Another several major major championships under his belt potentially. You know I've thrown Mark the question. You know can can Rory ever win a major again? You know is he too mentally scarred? What I liked about a number of the post round press conferences from these young men um, was mm. how they deferred to their. Mental game and and how much work they put into that. You know, you know through my work with Jamie on the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast and the stuff that we did there, how deep an inside I've got into that space, and I, I really do subscribe that it is the X factor. If you can apply that to your game as an amateur golfer, if you can have a modicum of application of mental mental game to your game, you will be a better golfer and you'll enjoy your golf more. So you know these pros round press conferences, right? Round three, um, they're all talking about if if they just perform them to their best in their mental game, they'll. Mm. put themselves in a great chance. Rory, uh, in the digestion of, you know, losing, um, you know, he said, I'd take a hundred of these Sundays – just to get one more. Yeah. And, you know, if you can go to bed and be sort of somewhat comforted by saying, it's just another Sunday, I didn't win the major, but I'll get one more, um, I'll get another chance and I'll, I'll get another chance to do it, then he probably will. He probably will.
1: Yeah. He, he's going to, I mean, he's been in the mix so much over the last few years uh, in majors. And it's, it really, I mean, all of these guys are so talented, physically gifted, you know, mechanically unbelievable, hitting a golf ball. Uh, and and it's just such a small margin of you know making the difference, and, and it really does seem like it's it's all about that mental game and who can who can stand up. I mean, like Wyndham, some of the shots Wyndham Clark hit on Sunday under that pressure um, was was incredible. That um, there was a huge um, shot into the par five. What was it on on fourteen um, where he hit that? I think it was a three wood into that par five, into that tiny narrow entrance. And and you Rory standing on the tee where he's just messed up, you know, fourteen, and he's standing on fifteen tee and sees that, and he's got that putt for eagle. It just like it just puts so much pressure on a guy like Rory uh, from you know little known Wyndham, who's having a great year. Let's not hmm. let's not make you know avoid that. Like he's having a he's a, a great year with a he's now second win and he's made ten million dollars this year this season alone. So uh, he's doing okay, but but yeah, it, it, his, his short game was just unbelievable in that round four, Roscoe, like up and down at uh, eight and nine and 11, like that little patch there where uh, it, it could have gone a totally different direction. You know, Rory makes the birdie on eight that he missed. I think it was a four footer he missed on eight um, for birdie, but, and, and Windham makes a, uh, an up and down save um, on eight that was unbelievable um, and then again on 17, like that, that chip on 17 to save par after bogeying 15 and 16. Like nice. if you had a bogey at 17, it's kind of game over. But um, he was just he, he was just nails nails. Yeah. I, I I loved um, hearing him talk about his mental co- mental coach and uh, would he talk about being cocky? Uh, probably stealing your thunder a little bit here, Roscoe. Mm. But yeah, he he, he uh, his mental coach told him every time you hear them. Uh, cheer for for rory or ricky just remind yourself play cocky show them how good you are um what do you say he said told himself that a hundred times throughout uh sunday so unbelievable
0: he's got the same mental performance coach as i think it's max it's a it's a lady and i forget her name uh, and i apologize um, if she's listening um she won't be by everything that i heard it's just such a strong weapon in his arsenal to and hopefully this win just catapults him into it'd be interesting to see how he finishes the year out now with a major under his belt um, yeah but uh yeah we go back to that chip on 17 like you know two or three groups before you had seen probably the player that we would all all have said has one of the best short games on the planet cam smith playing pretty, yeah. much, pretty much from that exact same spot and just bundling it a little bit well, eight, ten, twelve feet past, and Wyndham Clark plays from is pretty much the same spot, and it closes it up to about six inches. Um, yeah, that was that was. That was a moment right there. Of course, it's a moment. It's a 71st hole. You know, if that didn't go that way, who knows? But Rory, it's different for Rory. Like, how how was it like St. Andrews again for Rory? That he just didn't apply the pressure when he needed to? Like, St. Andrews, of course, Cam Smith just steamrolled over the top of him and, and got it done. Now, of course, no one steamrolled over the top of Rory this time, but he just didn't have that X factor when he needed it. And maybe... I guess that's what he was talking about St. Andrews. He didn't have that X factor to close it out and just keep the pressure applying yeah. on the person, either in St. Andrews' case, challenging him, coming from behind, or in this yep. case, the person who was, you know, a short or two in front. So.
1: Yeah, just couldn't make a putt, mate, I, um, and, you know, made one birdie and one bogey, and birdie the first and then didn't birdie another hole um, and just had so many looks, albeit some quite long ones, but um, there was some, you know, 10 12 15 20 feet that you would you know that need to go in yeah. for him to, to win on on a sunday like they, they have to drop and they just they just weren't
0: do the uh um, do the punters come for rory for the open Yeah, it's where he won was it, I think it was his last major Hoylake, the Open, 2014. Maybe maybe it wasn't his last one. Oh, maybe it was his last one. I can't remember. Sorry, I should know. But uh, he definitely won at Hoylake in 2014. Yep. Do the punters come for him now as the favourite? Does he does he walk in as the favourite there, or do we have a he bit? He has of, to, doesn't yeah? he? He has to. Can he do it at Hoylake? I pr- probably, probably. I'm not sure if I've got him available in my teeps. No, I don't think I picked him at the Wells Fargo. Uh, so I haven't got him. So I don't know what I'll have to do at teeps. but I. would yeah. I'd, I'd probably cover a couple of shekels on him now if he's longer odds now. Not that this is a tipping, a uh, uh, betting uh, podcast. Um, let's talk about the, you know, let's have a bit of a score sheet rundown. We usually do like a top 10 or yeah. top 15. You know, we said uh, in our tips that uh, the big names are going to shine through and, and pretty much the big names all did, you know, stick at the pointy end there. Those top 10 players in the world. Sheffler, yeah. like, again, like just just banking cash, bank, bank, bank. He must be, is he unhappy or is he happy?
1: I reckon he's frustrated. because yeah. all get out, mate. Like he he should have he should be winning these tournaments by five, six, seven. I mean the way he's the way he's hitting the ball, but uh, or oh, is he t21 in putting? Um, and and you, you can just tell, mate. Like he is not comfortable over those parts. Like uh, he's just trying to like coax them in the hole rather than sink the part. Like it, it just so many weak putts uh, that were kind of left low and. Um, like missing the hole from 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 you know super close like from six foot like he's he's just he doesn't He's No confidence over that part. It looks like from here. So um, I mean, even in a couple of the stats, like we talked last week, how he, he leads, he leads uh, in all in all the in a lot of the um, categories of stats. And but this week he was, you know, what stroke scans approached, He's uh, he was losing shots where he's normally first and gaining one or two shots on the field for the season in, in approach. And um, so yeah, just not not his best week. But you know, Scotty's B grade. B B game gets him gets him yeah. third at yeah. the US Open and uh and should have won you know could have won easily
0: Cam was the least likely to um to to win coming into the morning and yeah mm. he played pretty well like it was probably his third round that was the one where he probably needed yeah
1: to, 71 yeah
0: 71 in the third round you know minus 3 it was one of the lower scores on the day minus 6 certainly you know put a little bit of clubhouse pressure on there but yeah it was good to see good to see another you know live player who um you know pretty much by many of the golfing population would would have said that they've been written off for majors and that sort of thing, but still you can see some of those guys pretty still doggedly hungry to to show up and um, perform, and yeah you know, we saw that with uh, a couple of the others there.
1: Yeah, totally. Tommy, Tommy boy, Tommy lad. Yeah, I mean, I, I was feeling Tommy. I was feeling Tommy at the start of the week, and uh, and he had a ripping fourth round. Like, uh, he messed up the 18th with a uh, with little putt to, to shoot 63 instead of 62. But, but I mean, cracking cracking around seven under in that final round to finish T5. Um, a lot of people might call it a backdoor top 10 or top five even, uh, Roscoe, but um, pretty good comeback, I'd call it, after a 73 opening round. Um, and yeah, I mean, he, he's not far away from his first win. I think, as we said last week, he's he's playing some good golf this last uh, last three or four weeks. That's for sure.
0: Now, the two uh, young chaps that uh, set the world alight on round one, Ricky and uh, Xander. Yeah. Talk about Ricky for a second. Now. He didn't get off to the greatest start and just went south pretty quickly for um for Ricky, didn't it?
1: Yeah, it was unfortunate to see, um, but you know, not entirely surprising, I guess. But uh, I mean, the first three rounds were pretty, pretty yeah. bloody good. So it's great to see Ricky um, in and around, you know, in the mix on on a Sunday again. Like he's he's great for the game. From from everything you read and see, like he's he looks like just a really solid, good human being. So uh, good, good to have him in the hunt. And I'm sure that he's gonna he's gonna get up. And they're even talking about Ryder Cup. Um, that, you know, he looks like he might even make the Ryder Cup team. So that would be a turnaround
0: and a half. Uh, it would be great. You know, a Ryder Cup with a Ricky Fowler in there playing yeah. well is a good Ryder Cup. His swing has been uh, – his swing changes have been, you know, hugely talked about. You know, he's been obviously gone back to Butch Harmon and Butch has uh, got him in way different positions that we've ever been used yeah. to seeing Ricky. You know, that sort of a little bit flattened open at the top, that big um, and flattening it out, and that hands drop, is gone. He's now getting into much more conventional positions at the top and then that's just allowing him to, you know, I'm not even going to try and say what it's allowing him to do. It's, his swing looks far more conventional for, and he just obviously playing dividends in his ball striking, his fairways and all that sort of thing. Um, yep. he just looks like he's playing swinging, swinging it really, really well. So, um, let's see how he goes. He's going to obviously, you know, play in these other events and, um, but yeah, it was, it was again, on the mental side, you know, the takeaways from, uh, there were what did he say that he's just going to have to be happy with going out there and playing and, and trying to compete at that top level being back mm-hmm. there and if it works it's going to be great if it doesn't work he has to he's going to accept that you know it's almost like you know what we, jamie and i would have talked about the freedom to fail you know it's it's okay yeah so yeah it's good this good to, that's a really good positive attitude for him to to bounce back from I think you'll be happy. Uh, the other, yeah. the other, hey, sort of Roscoe,
1: what, what did you make of uh, Ricky's water bottle? He's uh, his little kind of safety blanket there, carrying it around. What, <laughs> um, what did you make of that?
0: Uh, I, I picked up on that at one stage that he was carrying this big canister around, and you know, they asked him about it, and they said, he said, oh, I'm just drinking much more water, and um, and I don't want to leave it in the bag for his um caddy to carry because it's pretty heavy when it's full, yeah. Uh, there's probably more to it than just that. Um, I can't really sort of yeah, pick it, pick and and
1: there it, it probably isn't it yeah. too. You know, like it's probably just that that's all it is. But uh, but it was great. You know, it was uh, it was good to see a few of the comments and and a bit of fun. But um, it certainly looked like he was latching onto something to keep himself safe um, uh, in in some way, which is totally fine. Totally fine. Everyone needs something. It's all good.
0: Well, in a in a mental performance, you know perspective jamie and i never spoke about holding drink bottles um and and having things to channel but certainly oh no sorry we certainly talked about having things to channel some of that nervous energy away you know like the, the rubber bands to you know snap when you've made a bad had a bad thought just to snap you out of it singing chewing gum and things like that so maybe maybe it was just something to take his mind off something, you know, it's just if you relieve some of that pressure, grip pressure, if he squeezed. I don't know, but um, maybe yeah. there was something in, in that, maybe not. Um but yeah, mm. his 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 performance is great. Min Lee just oh. you know, I wonder how many years we have to wait, if if it's years at all, to see Min Woo uh holding a major trophy. He his ga- his game and his his approach to to major championships Um, what a great position to be in, to be able to walk in and have the confidence that you can perform, uh, in a major, in a major event, um, and not get ejected, not be put out by playing in the final groups, by playing alongside some of the bigger players in the world, um, absolute asset at 23 years of age to have that. uh, Yeah.
1: He's a weapon, mate. He's, uh, he's so good. He's so exciting to watch um second on uh, for the week in driving and, and in average driving is behind i think the an amateur was uh, leading that category so he's uh he's pushing it out there an absolute mile and yeah ha- having a great time with it too so um really really good time for Aussie golf to to see him in the mix uh, on a sunday awesome
0: but um you know just quickly as we are gone through the top there we had ram tom kim tom kim ram Xander just wasn't his weekend that he needed you know didn't just we spoke about it at the start at, I don't know if we spoke about it at the start but we, well, I think I said when I did my little what's in the bag that you know we hadn't really factored Xander in in the discussions uh, too much and to have a 62 that was great we'll see how he goes at the end um, yeah again didn't just didn't doesn't continue to get it done in the big events
1: yeah. talk about mental Frustrated. mental scarring mate I mean it, that's it's got to be building up for him as well like he uh, he's just Yeah, he seems to eject um, after being in the mix, and just just can't can't put four rounds together. Mm. Um, Yeah, I mean he, he, you know, player of his caliber, like he should have he should have Wyndham Clark it, and you know, um, and then some after starting with a sixty-two, but yeah, just couldn't do it. Uh,
0: Some other talking points uh, about the event um, that seemed to be you know catching the eyeballs and earballs of everyone. Uh, We talked about the course. Thought the course was great. You know, the width of the fairways has been challenged. Um, Jeff Shackleford in his uh, Substack articles that he writes, um, obviously he was uh, part of the redesign. There uh, really made a good point about 18, where everyone said, "Oh, everyone was saying that um, Wyndham Clark's drive, which oh. looks like he whiffed it way, way right. You know, that yeah. that 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 was he got off too easily because the fairways were too wide." And yeah. Jeff, Jeff articulates pretty well what the thoughts were behind that, you know, how they changed some of the rough. But uh, I think the point that he made, and I I reckon after having spent my time around some simulators and some ball flight measuring tools, I'm not sure that the tracking is as accurate as the lines allow you to see. And I think that big line that whiffed it right off to the right and made it look like it was going, you know, um, obviously it finished on the right-hand side, but I, I I don't think that that fairway was detracted from the strategy of that hole and the scoring, yeah. and and he makes the scoring analogies where it played pretty hard for a final hole. So anyway, that was a long way of saying yeah. it, it played it played harder than what it was looking like on TV is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, the thing that worried me though, I think he he actually didn't know where the ball was. <laughs> like I think he he said to his caddy, where, "Where did that go?" He he didn't see it. It went so far right. But um,
0: I think I think the design. Uh, yeah. the, there was no other option for that 18th hole to be sighted any other way than into the sun, and um, yeah. you know, a, a closing hole into the sun's never appealing to any golfer on a major tournament or a club golfer. But um, yeah, you know, I think the the original designer they had no other option other than to sight that 18th hole into the clo- into the setting sun.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I think yeah, it's just the third third hardest hole. Yeah. So there you go.
0: Uh, despite it being 117 yards wide, or some ridiculous amount mm. of uh, width, of fairway, um, yep, they're bloody long. Some of those par fours, you know, they had to hit great oh, shots yeah. to get them on yeah. the green. You know, they're not going in with wedges all the time. And uh, anyway, it was good. I thought it was. I thought it was great. Yeah, but there were some other challenges that they had. The tickets, that uh, <laughs> the rumor yeah, doesn't
1: sound great, does it?
0: That, <laughs> that all the wealthy members bought all the tickets, so no one else could come. Uh, yeah,
1: and the, and they wanted to buy all of them. Um yeah, that would have been a disaster. I mean, I don't think it was that successful anyway, but um I did hear commercially today that it was uh I think um one of the, the record for like commercial um revenue uh, was around twenty mil before this one and this one was around fifty to sixty mil um for, for the US So they made a ton of money out of corporate and um and being in that little LA bubble. Um where all the money is, but yeah, yeah, they they did well. They just didn't get enough people in, mate. Yeah, there was no juice there, was there? As everyone was saying,
0: it it was a little flat. But it came through on the coverage, and when all you can hear is the the bubba buoy or you know the, yeah. the, those guys, that's I mean that's all you can hear. Um, yeah, which pretty much was all you heard, wasn't it? You know. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, for us, it looked great. I I, I like listening to Luke and Shane Bacon, I th- I thought they do a f- they did a they did a great job. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a Luke fan, I'm not a Luke detractor, many are, but um yeah. I'm, I'm a Luke fan and just the fact that he's called ten US opens in a row, he called the P J he still gets a gig by these um uh networks and um he's he's stood the test of the time. Mate, hats off to him and go for it, you know, like and yeah. if he wants to support Liv and you know, he can do that. And if he wants to work, you know, he's just proving that you know, he's he's there to work and he loves golf. He's always said that his he's it's just golf and he loves golf and he just wants to talk to people about golf and that's what he's doing. So Yep. Um get off get off Luke's back everyone. Uh <laughs>
1: Hey Roscoe, yeah. you are you uh, are you a Baba Booey kind of guy? Like you ever you yeah. ever tossed out a baba buoy at the golf?
0: No? no. No. I would toss out someone who, yeah. who, would, who would throw <laughs> It's pretty tosses, bloody awful, isn't it? If someone tosses out a baba buoy, I actually didn't hear a baba Booey to be fair. But no, what, but I know what
1: you mean.
0: Whatever they were saying, you know, that I I I, I don't think that we need to be uh, absolutely placid, quiet. You know, live golf in Adelaide proved that you can have have a bit of mix of both. Now that's not a major championship, I'd get that. But there was no bupper buoys over there. Um, yeah, I, I swore if there if there was someone next to me with a who threw a bupper buoy out, there might be an international incident. <laughs> um, uh, no, I, I can't understand it. Like, yeah, it's terrible. I, I've, I've been to, I've been to a couple of Open Championships, and and to me that's that's the model of you know appropriate behaviour with enough excitement at a at a tournament, how crowds can enjoy it and behave and and barrack and cheer and, and be respectful to, to what's going on around them. Um yeah, I don't understand Baba Boo and you the anyway. I'm yeah. saying I'm might be getting old, Scott. Might be <laughs> might be I might be, you know, the next curmudgeon of um of golf uh, podcast are oh, I, so. I don't know. You um, sitting there with a blanket
1: over your knees, Roscoe? At
0: all? No, mate. I've definitely got a tartan scarf yeah, you around you've got A tartan
1: scarf, on. Bloody cold in Melbourne at the moment, Absolutely isn't it?
0: Absolutely freezing. So, uh, you know, I do have um, you know, something that you would otherwise see, uh, you know, just a wee, just a wee tartan scarf, Scott, around <laughs> the neck, you know, like tucked into the hoodie. Uh, if you if you want a tip to beat the cold, um. T- tuck the scarf into the hoodie and just, just run around with that. It just keeps all the heat in. Um, You'll you save some bills because the electricity, if you don't know, Scott, your electricity and heating bills are about to be jacked up again. Um, That's what I keep hearing. So uh, just get the scarf around the hoodie and just uh, it just forms that inversion layer, internal inversion heat layer. and um, Look yeah. at this. Yeah.
1: Heating and cooling with Roscoe Flanagan. I
0: just, I just threw that inversion. I just had to throw that inversion layer in.
1: Yeah, you, 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 you're attached to that word, aren't you?
0: Oh uh, dear. Um, okay. Uh, anything else about the U.S. Open that we've missed, or you know, it was. I thought it was great.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, mate. Um, I did like I was having a look earlier at that. Uh, so, what does Wyndham actually get out of this? Um, because you know he's only he's only young. He's not long on tour and. It's only second win. Um, I said before, he's won $10 million bucks this year already, so he's, he's doing okay. But uh, um, so, so just in terms of what does the champion receive for winning the U.S. Open, it's, there's a fair bit to it. Like, he, he's in the next 10 U.S. Opens, so he's good there. Um, he gets, he's in the next five Masters, the next five PGA's, the next Open Championships, um, next five players, and he's exempt on the tour for the next five years. Oh, and he gets his name engraved on the plaque. So that's a good thing too. But, um, wow, mate, it's almost like he's primed to head over to live now. He's set. He could go <laughs> and do that. And don't worry about the makers. Oh, uh,
0: dear. Um, yeah. no. Well, who knows? We don't know what Liv's going to eventuate into yet. and geez, Still? Still keeps unfolding. Yeah, the Senate inquiries and all that sort of stuff, Jeepers Weepers. Mm. Um, Jay Monaghan on sick leave. Um if you hopefully you know, no one wishes any sickness out of uh, a bit of what's going on. Hope he's all right, no. uh, Jay Monahan.
1: Best wishes, Jay.
0: Uh, interesting. It's going to be. It's not going to go away. This discussion. You know, Tom Watson has chimed in with an open letter, which is you know publicised to the world. Um, yeah. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. I'm sure they all appreciate your support and feedback. And he just chimed in with the whole uh, 9 11, you know, just unearthing um, that again. No disrespects to any of that. And I absolutely understand what it means. But
1: yeah, we all know about it. Send me the cliff notes, Tom.
0: Um, But it will be interesting to hear what comes out of uh, discussions this week at a back to the normal tour event. Um, you know, there'll be a, obviously a different field, still elevated events. So you're still going to have the best of the best there. I wonder if they'll address any more of it, uh, if the players will demand uh, any more of information to be addressed. You know, that seems to be the vibe that I'm sort of picking up that the players just want to be kept informed now that they've, you know, we're kept in the dark. Yeah. Uh, interesting to see. Um Yeah. What's your hoodie you got on there, mate? Is that uh, what's the hoodie?
1: Oh, mate, this is yeah, it's just celebrating Wyndham's Well, uh, oh, he's University of Oregon. Uh, he went and finished his college there, so U-O, uh hoodie just to you know pay the respects to the to the winner of the 2023 U.S. Open. Um, and yeah, so we probably, we probably good to see him win.
0: We probably didn't pay enough attention, uh, not give enough respects to his background and just that challenges that he had in that formative years of his golf career, you know, he had to, Mm. um, change universities got, I didn't, I realized, uh, I didn't realize I learned this new term, this red shirted. So, you know, when he was going through, um, the challenging time when his mum was ill, you know, he wasn't playing great. Uh, he got red shirted from the team that he was at uh, the uni that he was at beforehand, transferred out to Oregon and, uh, you know, found something again up there. It was always a player up there, uh, Oregon. Um,
1: yeah. And that was his, uh the guy, his caddy on the bag was, uh, I think it was the, the assistant coach there at Oregon. So he's known him since then and um, doesn't have a swing coach. Yep. His caddy helps him out every now and then with, uh, in that area, but uh, no, re- really good story. Great to see him win.
0: Okay, what else have we got coming up? It's the it's the pointy end of the season for uh, golf as we you know, wrap up a few more major championships. Uh, we've Actually, got,
1: Roscoe, yep. before we do that, okay. let's do what? What about Teepster? What, what about Te- Teepster? Let's do Teepster while we're here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I've uh, I've got it up here on the uh, on the iPhone. So, um, well, surprise, surprise. Well, first of all, like everyone was just guessing with no data lake, weren't they? Like totally ill-informed, misinformed, uninformed. If, um, on, on the tips, but uh,
0: my, my inbox is full of letters of complaint, yeah, yeah. Where's Mike? I made the oh, data Carides
1: lake, is too. Hmm. No, just kidding, we love you, Mike. Um, so but a lot of people love the data lake and are struggling. But there, we had three people choose uh, McElroy, so D Vader, Public Golf, and Hammer Um, picked up McElroy, they picked up 2.16 million dollars for that little tip, and then. Yeah, a bunch of people picked Scotty Sheffley at Meg. No three-parts. That is not me. Uh, Roe Adams, Michelle Lloyd, um, uh, just, Michael sorry, Lloyd. Michael Lloyd. Sorry, sorry Michael. I
0: agree. Really up all the time anyway.
1: <laughs> uh, golf is an attitude, if you say so, Blakey. Um, level F, Nab, Justin Bissica, Hippo, Pulse, Trent P, Hendrick the third, Craft. Uh, okay, yes, I know. Trent, I've, I've gone Pulse was the last Scotty Scheffler. Um, and a bunch were on Cam Smith, uh, including you, Roscoe.
0: Hmm.
1: And uh, I think I said that last week that I was going to jump on Cam Smith, but um, must have been all the nerves uh, on the night there, Roscoe. But I, I had already used Cam Smith at the Masters, um, so. And I think I also said that Phil Mickelson had no chance of winning, but I tipped him anyway. <laughs> so uh, I've got a bit of a strategy with my teamster, Roscoe. I, I'd like to. Well, hold
0: uh, on. Let me see if I can pick it. Hold on. Who did you pick for the Masters? Uh, who did, who...
1: Phil Mickelson. Phil, you... Oh, for the Masters. Yeah. For the Masters, yeah, Cam Smith.
0: Masters, Cam Smith. Uh, who did yeah. you pick at the USPGA? Brooksy. And then Phil? And then Phil. That's a trend. It, that is. Well, are you, picking live, you're picking live are you picking live golfers? Picking live golfers? Is, is yeah. that a is that a strategy? It's not a trend. It's that's, a strategy. Is that a strategy? No,
1: that, 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 that's a strategy. And like, hey, it's it's still a strategy if it's not working. It's just <laughs> not it's not paying off. But uh, yeah, I'm using I'm using live players in the in the majors because well, you know, I'm not going to use the PGA players in the elevated events that are all worth twenty million dollars, um, big money. Big money event, so yeah, that's my strategy. But I'm um, three, yeah, two, two out of three have gone well.
0: Mm. Now mm. I'm, I get it and I understand, and I w- wouldn't have thought about it as a, you know, a picking PGA versus picking Live. But of the three majors so far, I've picked uh, Cam Smith and Brooks Kepka and Scottie Scheffler was the other one. Um, just yep. if you didn't need reminding that both those two others, except for Cam Smith, are both winning uh, picks. Um, just reminding yep. you there. I think I might be fifth. Is that right? Am I still fifth? No, third. Don't uh, jump up to
1: third. No, mate, you're up to third. Back it, went, yeah. Yeah,
0: Top three. Um,
1: punching. You're up to third. But I like. So turn... I like that strategy. I like that. Yeah.
0: Kare- yeah. Yeah. You know, Karudi won't like it. You don't think so? yeah oh, well. Mm. He,
1: uh... um. Apparently Roscoe Golf is an attitude, and uh, and they are leading with seventeen point zero eight million dollars. Uh, the golfing tattooist, shout out Dan, great tattooist. Uh, Sixteen million dollars. Uh, Roscoe in at three, Hoops 78, 15.6, KT at 15.6, rounds out the top five. But, yeah, there's not – I mean, yeah, Blakey looks like he's opening up a bit of a gap there of a million dollars on the others, and then not much is separating, yeah, the next handful. So – still tight
0: uh blakey you no know, need to crow anymore about that if you send me another message about how you know your tipping strategy and other things working i'll bet ban- i'll block you um no, but, but congratulations anyway for your p- improved performance over last year all right mate. what else we got we've got um the travelers this week
1: yeah travelers with this week so uh um another elevated event so 20 million dollar purse and all the big guns are there um I uh, can't see that anyone's taking this one off, but uh, can you imagine there's a few people turning up there a little bit tired and weary after a, after a big US Open? Um, yeah, this is a course where it looks like they're going to – it should be pretty kind of low scoring. I think Xander uh, won it last year with 19 under. Um, so it's one of those tracks. It's past 70. It's only 6,800 yards, so it is not long. Um, uh, so low scoring could be the go home of the Jim Fury 58. So uh, so pe- plenty of people have gone low there.
0: TP, um, TPC River Highlands, Cromwell, Connecticut. Now, if you want to experience TPC River Highlands, I'm pretty sure you can get down to a big swing golf venue uh, okay. that's got the new uh, full swing golf software installed and you can play uh, all of the TPC courses. Um, Full Swing Golf is the provider to the PGA Tour of uh, official licensed um, golf simulator technology. So, um, so yeah, all the TPC courses are there. So you can go and crack on and have a have a round at uh, TPC River Highlands. I never have. Check it out. I never have, but I'm too busy selling golf clubs to be hitting balls in my own shop. I leave that to I leave that to the staff to do. You know, you know, every time I come around the corner, they're just sitting there giving each other the chipping lessons, or you know, oh mate, why
1: wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? There's, yeah, you
0: know, there's there's. Pro V1s and TP5s and Callaway Chrome softs to be filled up on the <laughs> shelves. Uh anyway, yeah, TPC River Highlands, is Pete Di um as you mentioned um Yep. Uh, what do we got uh bentgrass and Poa Anna on the fairways, collars same. Um tees are bentgrass, so bentgrass What's bent grass? I'm not the I'm not the golfing greenkeeper. I did say I did have I did have a visit from the golfing greenkeeper, Steve, the golfing oh, yeah. greenkeeper, who has another great podcast in Australia, um, yep. about dedicated to the whole turf industry and golf. Uh, interviews a lot of um, yeah superintendents. His recent episode actually is with mm. the superintendent from the Grange. And oh, yeah. uh, and not only do you find out about his background, how he got into becoming a superintendent, but uh, he talks about all of the setup and the uh, everything around setting up the course for live and the stands and everything about it. So if you if you want to know what it was like to get the golf course set up and the um, for a big event, um, listen to Stevie. Um, the golfing greenkeepers uh, podcast, but he visited me in the shop the other day, which is great. Uh, so if Steve, if you can tell me what bent grass is and how it's different from, um, cooch and well, some,
1: isn't it, uh, not it the grass I use on a lot of the, the sandbelt courses here, at Roscoe. I and mean, I, I know a few of the newer ones or been redone, they've gone to the pure distinction, which I like, I'm going to maybe get this completely wrong, but, uh, but maybe it's like a variant of a bent grass. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, but yeah, I thought that a lot of the greens on the sandbelt here were all bent grass.
0: Definitely are. But bent grass fairways. I'm trying to picture in my head what a bent grass fairway looks like. You know, so it just me, that must be like a fine leafed, right? Fine leafed grass, cold. Climate. I'm not sure if it's a cold climate grass or not. But yeah, you know, bent grass fairways and mixed in with a bit of power. They've got power. Okay. Like power and bent grass everywhere. But it's pretty much bent grass, bent grass through the greens, collars, approaches, fairways, except for the rough. The cr- the rough is Kentucky bluegrass and fescue—that's going to have a massive impact on their scoring. That's a joke. I, don't, I have no idea. Uh,
1: uh, no, yeah. well, should be good. The
0: Travelers uh, TBC Holland. Uh, we've got a few Australians playing. We've got uh, Jason Day, Lucas Herbert, Min Woo Lee gets in as a result of his top ten finish in uh, the U.S. Open. Uh, Adam Scott and Cam
1: Davis. Yep, yeah. Geez Min Woo. Min Woo, you got it. He'd have to be a chance rolling in with a bit of momentum after the US Open feeling pretty good about it, wouldn't
0: he? Don't, I, I don't think he'll win. I don't think he'll win this year.
1: You don't think he'll win this year?
0: I don't think he'll win What's this year. What's
1: going to hold him back, Roscoe? What's going to hold I him back? I don't think
0: anything will hold him back. I, just, I don't know. I just don't have the I don't have the, the Minwoo feeling for winning uh, in on the PGA Tour this year while he's still sort of finding his way around it. I know that sounds stupid. Um, I'd like to see him defend his Scottish Open and win there again. Yeah. But you know, he'll, he could win. Of course, he could win, Ross. That's silly to say. But uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure that he will. No.
1: Now, you, I know you said we're not a betting, not a betting podcast. You're not a betting podcast. I'm a guest of your pod, of your non betting you podcast. Can, but you can um, bet. the no, I don't bet um, anymore. But the imagine, I'd love to see the odds though on a Min Woo and Minji double header um, mm. for this weekend, and you know could be. Could be interesting. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I might. I might have a good hard think about Min Woo this week, Roscoe.
0: Okay. Well, if you're gonna um, if you're gonna go with Min Woo, I mean picking. I'm gonna go with Tommy. There you go. I'd. I'd Tommy. I would roll Here Tommy. I would roll Tommy in his form coming out of the U.S. Open into a win before I'd roll Min Woo with his form. Uh, yeah. Into, into a win. I think Tommy's much closer than Min Woo. Tommy, Tommy has to has to get something done, has to get something done.
1: Um, yeah, he was definitely he's uh, he's close, isn't he? Um, and yeah, he was one of my three uh, last week, and he, and uh, just one one opening round there, seventy three, undid him. But um, you know,
0: you know, he has to get something done because I, I would love to see what he makes, what Tron makes Solly do if when he does win.
1: oh <laughs> <laughs> but he's riding hard for him isn't he? He's, he he uh.
0: he is on the Tommy train absolutely. Uh look. Uh it's going to be a, another great event. Um you know there's a few people that get invited, you know a few different categories there that they can get in. Yeah, Jimmy Walker. There's an, I just read that name because it pops out but uh yeah. I think Jimmy Walker gets in as a result of uh what does Jimmy Walker get in? How does Jimmy Walker Texas Ranger he gets in? Previous winner, I think. Interesting. It's always interesting going through the categories, how, how they get in. Um, major medical exemption, JB Holmes and Zach Blair. There we go. Zach Blair always gets a mention. Uh, yeah. Top 10. Uh, who sponsors exemptions? So we've got the young uh, collegiate golfer of the year, um, Ludwig Arberg, um, the Swede getting in. Um, sponsors yep. exemption Charlie Hoffman Dylan Wu gets a sponsors exemption there's a couple of sponsors exemptions uh, spots still available uh, career money exemption so we've got uh, Jason Duffton Zach Johnson Ryan Moore and that's how Jimmy Walker gets in um, tournament winners in the past uh, PJ Tour season so there's a whole heap there and we yeah. talked
1: about Tron writing for uh, Tommy he's yep. also writing for his man Ludwig Ludwig, yeah, yeah, he's, a big... um, he's he's in the field this week, so uh, he'd, be, he'd be a good one to watch. It was good to watch there a couple of weeks ago on the European Tour. Um, he was doing okay, but uh geez, he can hit the ball, can't
0: he? Uh, he can. Okay, so you're on Minwoo, I'm on uh, Tommy. Good. Okay, next uh, men's event. Before we finish off on a very significant uh, – oh, there's two other men's events that we need to talk about quickly, uh, but before we finish off on the women's significant event, the women's uh, major, the women's PGA, uh, yep. we've got the – Asian tour back at uh Woojong Hills in Korea. Very obviously, uh, very heavily dominated by Korean entrants, but a handful of Australians playing up there in Korea. Um, the ones that we might remember. There's, here's a name that I don't know: Jun Sok Lee. I don't know Jun Jun Sok Lee. Past winner: uh, Terry Pilkadaris, Scott Hand, uh, Bre- Brendan Jones. Um, is playing who also got Zach Murray, Kevin Yuan. So Kevin Yuan. He uh, is performing quite well on the Asian Tour. He's won a lot, quite a bit of money there for a young fella uh, this year. And, yeah, doing uh, well. And Won John Lee. So I know Won John Lee. Um, so he's he's playing. And really, pretty much the majority of the field is made up by uh, Korean entrants. So anyway, that's the Asian Tour back in action this week. Uh, we've also got uh, the on the DP World Tour, the uh, BMW Championship at um, Golf Club München Eichenried. <laughs>
1: Yeah. You Off liked, to Germany. You
0: like that pronunciation? München well Eich, done, mate. Munchen Aken yeah. Eichen, Do you know much about that so, tournament?
1: I remember I remember watching this tournament last year when uh Li Hao Tong won, uh coming, you know, out of the wilderness basically mm-hmm. and uh and yeah, sunk a huge putt there on the on the last to uh to win and was kind of very emotional about it. And um, so yeah, I remember he he uh, he he played really well all four rounds, so um, I guess he's back to to defend.
0: There's an uh, there's an if you there's an interesting character to um to mm. watch get around the golf course and Lee Hao Tong like talent unbelievable talent, but just not really delivered where he needs to be relative to that talent. You know, he's a super, super, super player, but just I think when we talk about mental games, I'm not sure that Lee Ha-Tong's mental game is uh, really where it needs to be um, to perform week in, week out. But, yeah, he's back there, of course. He's playing as, as, as last year's winner. That was
1: actually a playoff he won in last year, sorry, yeah. Roscoe. Yeah, but, I, think um... he, I think
0: he swore, swore swore in front of the cameras and um, That's right. <laughs> and let a couple of F-bombs go. It was good. Yeah. Um... Uh, T- Tom McKibben is uh, playing um, from uh, the Northern Irish, young Northern Irish fellow. Um, interesting to see how he goes. He won uh, recently. Obviously, yeah. uh, Adrian Moronk's back on the DP World Tour, playing alongside my buddy uh, George Campillo.
1: Yeah, Marcel Seam is there. Apparently, this is his, uh, his home club when he was a kid. So uh, I think the um, home ground, home ground models are, uh, are showing good, strong indicators for him.
0: Yeah, look, there's some there's a great list of players here. You know, it's sad for me to say that my interest in being the dedicated nighttime DP World Tour correspondent for the Moller yeah. podcast has waned a little this year.
1: It's hard. It's hard for them to compete with these uh, elevated events on the on the PGA, isn't it? And I mean, it, you know, unless they uh, they completely blow up the fixtures next year and and do something um, totally different, you know position it a little bit differently who knows but uh yeah it is a bit sad
0: look i just think that who knows again yeah, you know, when this uh whole pga tour PIF scenario rolls out is what happens on the dp world tour you know will it become a strengthened genuine and dedicated almost feeder tour for the pga tour or whatever that looks like um You know, you could argue that it already is with those 10 top spots going across to the PGA Tour uh, already. But will we see some of the more American players come across here that don't play in the PGA Tour as opposed to the Corn Ferry? Who knows what will happen? But uh, I still maintain that for tournament golf and and tournament golf readiness and preparedness to perform at the higher level, if you want, can go over there, like you know, you know, Elvis Smiley for example, you know, it's, yeah. it's a, still a great proving ground. You know, you're, totally. You're playing against some very very good golfers on some decent courses, not always the best courses, maybe not the PGA Tour course standard, arguably sometimes, um, but you're still playing against some of the best golfers in the world, and uh, it's it's a great it's a great place to be. Uh, you got to pick there. You got to pick. You got to pick easy one for me here is I just pick a Scotsman.
1: I, I, I'm on, on the brief amount I've read it and looked at, I think I'm going to go the home ground uh, advantage with Marcel. I love his man bun. Love to see it get home in a victory.
0: I'm going to go with you on Ferguson. There you go. I've, I've jumped off the Oban uh, Express, and I'm, I'm on the uh, Fergie. Fergie. Okay. Uh, we do have...
1: Biggest event of the week.
0: Biggest event of the week, the women's PGA.
1: Yeah.
0: At Baltus Roll. Now... <clears throat> Have you, have you done much research on Baltusrol?
1: Roll? And to be honest, mate, I haven't. I mean, it's uh, that- obviously a pretty famous name uh, in in golf and famous course in, in women's golf especially. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know a lot about the course. Um, looks like a cracking field, though, a few Aussies in it.
0: So Baltus Roll is up in New Jersey, I believe, Springfield, New Jersey, and it's one of those classic golden age architecture courses. You know, when we talk about golden age architecture, you know, we're talking about – uh, Tillinghast, oh. Colt, Mackenzie, um, you know all that yep. style of architecture that you see, and you know people, people spend a lot of time and a lot of money flying all around the world to go and play courses designed by uh, and built by these you know golden age architects, and for good reason because they're absolutely um, stunning pieces of property to play on. Now, Baltershall was a Tillinghast, and at some point it was retweaked as many golf courses are you know we've heard this story a lot of times that you know a golf course is built by someone and then at some stage it was tweaked it was tweaked by robert trent jones and then at some stage it was tweaked by reese jones who's robert trent jones's son and then mm-hmm. at some stage there's another part of the story that we hear a lot with these golden age courses of and la country Club was much the same being brought back to its original intent and that's what uh, Gil Hans was able to do you know, a number of years ago. And it's re- yeah. really now turned Balthus Roll back into uh, the course that it should be. There's two courses there. There's the upper and the lower. Uh, pretty sure that the women's PJ will be played on the lower as most of the big tournaments that have been played there will be played on the lower. Uh, I can't wait to see it. Um, I cannot wait to see it. Another, It's another old traditional country club with probably a lot of stickler rules. Another thing that got talked about at the uh, US yep. Open was the stickler rules. I didn't. I don't give a tinkers if, you know, you can't wear shorts or pants or you can't wear use your phone in the clubhouse or, you know, you've got to wear a jacket after six. Like, if you want to, don't want to wear a jacket after six, you know, finish drink at 5.55 and, and get out and get home. It doesn't, doesn't bother me. Like, it yeah. it seems to bother a lot of people and people are saying that it's not a great look for the game and it makes it not welcoming. I, I'm happy to debate it and disagree with people that, that that want to suggest that you take away some of those traditions of those clubs that have basically built the tradition around the game. Yeah. If you don't want
1: to be a part of it, Roscoe, you you go and be a member somewhere else. You just make, make different decisions and whatever. Yeah. um...
0: I I, I do think that the game continues to need to be modernized and adapted, but you know, places like this where it's a long held members club, um, it's not a course where you can go and knock on the door and turn up and play. That's just the way it is. That's golf. Um, so yeah, um, anyway, that's a bit about the course. Uh, we've got eight Australians playing in it, which is an unbelievable field, unbelievable field of women's golfers in this. Of course, every one of the best golfers in the world, uh, apply. Yeah. but yeah, some of those best golfers in the world are the, uh, the Aussie contingent, Minji Lee, Hannah Green, Sarah Kemp, Suo, Karis Davison, Grace Kim, yeah. uh, Steph Kiriaku, and Gabby Ruffles gets, uh, an invite. Uh, an entry in there, so and she's been playing absolutely nails on the Epson Tour. She's just pounding them over there. Um, yeah, she's doing great. What do you think about uh, the Aussie chances in the uh, the Women's PGA?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, what did Minji win? She won the U.S. Open, uh, didn't she? So was it last year or something? So, uh, mate, I'd love to see her. I'd love to see her and, and Minwoo both win on uh, on the same weekend and uh you know this weekend could be it but um yeah love to see her win yeah i mean i'm a big fan of grace gracie kim so um as soon as she, she can get a win might not be a major this week but um but just want to kind of call her out as one to watch she's 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 great to watch um, well, she, she has won. She has,
0: she has won this year um yeah she did
1: win in her first start
0: she's great to watch but you know, this is this is where I pull the names out. Uh, I have played with Grace, um, yep. in a pro am, and she did go on to win. Um, just another one of the many that's uh, we've played with on the My Love Golf podcast that have gone on to achieve great things. Uh, but what I love about Grace Kim is she's so relaxed. She's just yeah. so casual. The occasion doesn't seem to to phase her. Um, she's played at the pointy ends of big size fields in the past. You know, the Australian Open was one of those. Um, yeah didn't she got close, didn't quite get it done, but she's comfortable playing at the pointy end of the pack and she's got a great game. She hits it a mile. Uh all-round game is, is really good. Um and she's just but her demeanour on the course is probably I think what stands her out as just so relaxed, you know, she's so bubbly and she talks to anyone. She'll talk to you after meeting you for about thirty seconds and it's she makes you feel like she's you know, you've known her for thirty years she's just yeah. that got that sort of quality i think that quality holds her in a very mentally high regard on the golf course you know she can just play a game and and crack on with it and she doesn't win she doesn't win but you know she's already won this year um so she'll be great uh, i'm going to i'm sorry girl, you go
1: no i was just going to say um uh was it uh, Jin jinyoung ko as uh, the world number one has just actually broken the record for, or tied the record for, the number of weeks at number one, so um, uh, you'd have to think that she's going to be in the mix. Um, is this the one that Hannah Green won? Um, yeah, she's KPMG champion, so yeah, she's she's in there again. Nelly Corder, um, see Jess Corder is actually uh, taking a break from golf to try and rehab her back injury, so that's not good for Jess. But but yeah, genuine and Kyle, I reckon, would be my tip. Did you see
0: Nelly Corder cool play that safe tip? That reverse left-handed reverse club shot out of the mud the other day. Was it was a Berenka? It was on no, no. It was in in the. No. it wasn't a baranka, It was a. It was a, the, it was a dam. Um, <laughs> but she was down on the you know ball below her feet, club flipped over left-handed, and absolutely flushed it. Uh, I'm actually going to stick with another friend of the podcast uh, that we've had on sort of indirectly when I did some work uh, for drummer Golf uh, at the Aus Women's Open. Um, I'm going with Ash Buhai. Her form, is, mm-hmm. her form lines into these, this tournament yeah. is strong. Um, she didn't have the Sunday last week at the um, Maya Classic that she wanted to, but yeah, she still finished like top ten. And you know, I think she can put another big tournament in her uh, trophy cabinet. You know, she's already got a couple of Opens: South African Open, uh, Australian Open under a belt, and uh, the event that she won a couple of weeks ago. I think she could. Uh, I think this might be uh, might be her.
1: Yeah, well I mean she was sitting pretty good there after the first three rounds though, Roscoe. Yep. So yeah, it was just the Sunday that she um that she kind of fell away a bit. But um yeah, hey, that's, uh, that's all good signs.
0: Again, another just another quality uh, young woman who's just fairly relaxed. You know, she's just got this laconic South African approach to uh to to life, which we've seen with other a lot of the other South African men that we're more a bit more familiar with and uh uh, she's proven that she's a, she's a major winner. So uh, I think she can, yeah, for me, I think she can, she can get it done, yeah. but it could be pff, the, the field is absolutely lights out phenomenal. So it'd be, but it'd be great to see if you haven't seen Baltus roll before, um, go and check it out. And I mentioned there that we always do uh, our interviews that you can go back and check it out. If you're new to the My Love of golf podcast and you haven't checked the back catalog of interviews and you want to hear from a Baltus member, Bob McCoy, just, Look through the catalogue. Check out uh, the Bob McCoy Top One Hundred in One Hundred Days. Yes, that's right. If you haven't listened to it, this is a gent in the nineteen nineties, so like n- early nineties. No fax. Uh, sorry, there was fax. There was no mobile phone, email, SMS, all that sort of st- stuff that we had that we have now. He organised the top one hundred golf courses and played them in hundred days. Top one hundred global golf courses. Right. Incredible. Teeing, teeing up all of these uh, invitations and tea times and whatever else he did in a hundred days by sending telexes and letters and so on and so forth, and then got to all of these destinations and played them within a hundred days. Mm. Unbelievable! Um, so Unbelievable. you can go and check out check out that podcast with Bob McCoy. He's a bolter, member remember. It's absolutely classic, um,
1: Roscoe. When you said uh, when you said no fax there before I thought you're going to start talking about live golf twitter again it was going to drive me nuts no but anyway
0: <laughs> live golf no I'm not going to talk about I I've already Yeah. You know, anyway um uh Yes, and uh, we should have talked about Leona Maguire's win last week at the uh, the Maya classic uh, great win for Leona Maguire she's been performing really well she got fairly close in that uh, match play event recently great yep. young, great young
1: second win yeah and I mean talk about coming from behind like she was five back um, at the start of that last round and just went over the top of everyone um, yeah dominated so the lowest round of the day she, was, she shoots a she shoots a 64 to win by two. Um, low round of the dough is a 63 out there, but um, yeah. So great, great performance. And um, I've seen her and I heard her on on another podcast and yeah, she seems like a a great young Irish lass and, uh, and very good golfer. So great to see her get another win,
0: you know, growing up and playing golf in and around Ireland. And then when you get that uh, experience in America, I think playing in wind, playing on links golf, Mm -hmm. playing those great links golf courses where the, Conditions and the and the surfaces, the playing, the fairways and greens are immaculate. But you've still got the rough that you've got to contend with. But you've got the the variation of lies. You've got the variation of conditions. You know, if you can play elite golf there, um, I'm not saying that these tournaments and courses are easy. But it would have to stand your game in good stead coming across uh, and playing in uh, on the LPGA tour. What are you going to tip, Leona Maguire, in the uh, PGA? Uh,
1: no, I'm going to I'm going to go the very safe. Uh, world number one going into the uh, going into the event, Junior Yong Ko. That's okay. my tip.
0: All right, uh, very good. Anything else, mate? Is there anything else you haven't played any golf this week, so you can't give us the blow by blow there? Uh, we might. Try- no,
1: just a bit of a range route this week. But uh, yeah, I'm out on uh, Royal Spring Valley tomorrow, uh, tomorrow morning, early tomorrow morning. So it's going to be cold. My little girl's birthday tomorrow, so I'll be uh, cooking her pancakes and getting out of here and. Um, Driving onto the first tee, basically, I think so. That'd be good.
0: How's Spring Valley, how's Spring Valley looking?
1: Um, mate, pretty good. Like, it, it's last winter, it was pretty tough scene with uh, with the the wet, the amount of rain that we got. But, um, the guys there, the, the, new, um, the new super there's done an, an amazing job on the greens, and, and the course is in great nick. So, uh, for this time of year, it's holding up pretty well. Like, it, it you know, holds a bit more water than. Than uh, the top-end um, sandbelt courses in a couple of spots on the course, but all in all, mate, it's it's um, it punches above its weight. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, it's still, I guess you'd call it sandbelt. You know, it's in that still in that sandbelt region. But you're right, it does have that little bit that low-lying areas near cut the the dam down the back there. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure what hole that is down there, but around there it can be a little bit <clears> wet down
1: there. twelve. Yeah. Yep.
0: But uh, it's good, yeah. to hear, good to hear that it's well. That's um, doing
1: well. What about you, mate? You, you getting out there this week? No,
0: no, 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 no. Uh, a lot happening. Um, some videos to edit. I, I, I've got a bit of a twitch for it actually, but I, I'm probably, I'm trying, I'm trying to find something with the short game still. And yeah. uh, I actually watched something the other day. I don't usually watch a lot of Rick Shields, uh, mm-hmm. but Rick Shields' short game is rubbish. Um, it's self, he admits Yeah, that. yeah, Anyone that's, seen that. Anyone that's watched and listened to it, you know, knows that Rick cannot chip, um, yeah. neither can I. Uh, and oh, I don't know, to, mate,
1: I've seen you dunk one.
0: I've, I've talked about that ad nauseum. But he went and got this uh, lesson from a, uh, forget the coach's name, sorry, uh, but it's at uh, Woburn. Um, great course in the UK, in that sort of UK Heath belt. Um, Woburn, Woking, you uh, know, yeah. You know, all those sorts of courses around there. And basically he articulated what was wrong with his short game. And I'm like just sitting there with my hands on my head, wise while I'm going, everything that he talked about, go and watch it. And like, yeah. that would, that is me. That whatever plagues Rick Shields, and it made me feel better. Funnily enough in his, his misery, it made me feel better uh, about having the same abs- absolute problems. So I've taken some of the tips from uh, Rick's lesson. And yeah. going to, I'm quite keen to go and apply them down at the uh, Peninsula Kingswood short game area.
1: Okay, a little bit of practice.
0: Mm. So I've got a bit of an itch to, to go out and just chip some balls and maybe listen to a couple of podcasts or, you know, put some stuff on there. Get back, down and get, back down and get into the pool and, uh, you know, crank out another couple of kilometres this week. I'm back up. Yeah. I'm just, I know if anyone is wondering how many yards I'm up to, I'm, I'm now counting it in metric, it's now kilometres. And I am doing one kilometre non-stop. 20, so 25-metre pool, so you get the benefit of kicking off it at an extra end. But I'm up, still I'm, I'm up to 1K non-stop.
1: That's good, mate. Well done. So, uh, What's the goal? What's the goal? What's the end goal?
0: About a size 34. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think I'll achieve that. I haven't achieved that since I was about 12. But um, uh, staying, in a th- staying in a size 36 would be <laughs> is the goal. <laughs>
1: Well, good goal, Roscoe, Good goal. We're behind you.
0: Ah, uh, Scott, thanks for joining us again.
1: Uh, mate, thanks for having me. Good um, fun. Appreciate in,
0: it. Checks in the mail. That massive um, endorsement yeah. check. That, yeah, yeah, brought to you by uh, the people at Nike. Yeah, well, if you want
1: to, want to send another club over the fence or something, Roscoe, I'm happy <laughs> to take that too. But
0: no, <laughs> hey, thank you. Um, do you think I should keep doing any of these? What's in the bags or anything else that I should uh, wax on? You know, like I It doesn't take me too long, too much uh, effort to. Have a, have a few yeah. words by myself about myself uh, I
1: did- definitely think mate what's in the bag I, I think I saw a couple of comments on on the uh, the discord which you know was a little bit quiet for a, for a major week but uh, hopefully we'll ramp that back up um, as we get towards Hoy Lake but but yeah definitely what's in the bag I think they' I, I find it super interesting to see what the players are using. They're using older models, you know, not necessarily the current model. Um, interesting little tidbit on on Xander's uh, wedges being Vokies and not, I uh, was he Callaway. Callaway's so, yeah. Um, so yeah, no man, I find that interesting and, the, and uh, short and sharp. It's good.
0: I I was remiss of me not to talk about the two um, putters that I st- stood out. You know, Wyndham Clark's and oh, yeah, and Ricky Fowler. Now Ricky Fowler's putted with a Scotty Cameron blade for anyone as long as anyone can remember but they're playing with these jailbird versa versa mm. jailbird both odyssey putters Now the jailbird head shape's been around for a while and the versa head shape was popular several years ago and then went away and now it's come back uh the phone i, I talked about the scotty cameron's phones ringing <laughs> making the phones ring yeah. i probably didn't ring at that scale come monday morning but there was some inquiry about, hey mate, I? Uh, have you got one of those uh, Odyssey, of, Odyssey, Odyssey jailbirds, mate? Have you got any of those jailbirds in stock, mate? And, um, <laughs> and then I've since done some investigation like you could have picked up a, an Odyssey jailbird for about 30 bucks US type thing. And now someone was advertising one for 700 bucks.
1: <laughs> love it, it. Love it.
0: But you, you can to, to everyone who is you know if you didn't ring me and ask about a, a jailbird, um, don't. <laughs> but you can actually get the Odyssey White Hot OG in the bird. It's called the bird, and it's the same same concept and shape. And um, if you want to lengthen it and make it a, so the interesting part about that putter was, so you had the had the long grips. Yeah. I wouldn't surprise me if they had some counterweighting in in the in the handle end because obviously it was a little bit longer. It wasn't like a 35 inch. So I probably play in about 36 or 37 and I was sort of holding it a little higher up the grip. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if there was some counterweight there. I was interested mm. to see how Wyndham Clark seemed to have it a little bit sort of toe up, um, which was interesting because that really, for me, that that face balance part is designed to sit flat on the ground and just, yeah. you know, sh- stroke straight back, straight through. But um, yeah, that's the history behind the Odyssey Versa. It was probably a six, five years old model and they just keep reinventing it and they've been putting with it. They're super stable. Um, if you can face the shape, you'll love it. It'll just rock back and straight through and hopefully roll them in. Uh, what was the other thing that I noticed about uh, Wyndham Clark's bag? Um, he uses the CBs, so the um, tightless CBs. So that's a cavity back blade. Uh, it had some bulky wedges, yeah, nothing unusual there. The thing that was stuck out, he's still using and for me it's in my all time top five drivers he's still using the TSI3 Right, TSI3 is the previous model, not the TSR so the TSR is the current driver I've used that, I got fitted for that used it, didn't use it for that long Uh, the TSI3 I got rid of the TSI3 when I got the TSR3 and I just sort of thought that TSR would be automatically a heap better Mm. and it didn't work as well as I hoped. So it had a short stay. Now that's not to say that TSR isn't any good. That's not true. But for me, if it doesn't work straight up on the course, I pretty much rotated out and put something else that I've got here that did work in. To get the TSR, I do pay for my clubs. Um say, what a luxury. No, to get yeah. the TSR, I sold my, my TSI 3 to one of the staff. Yeah. He wanted a cheap driver. So I said, you, you buy that and I'll buy this. I immediately regretted not having the T when I wanted to get out of the TSR and, and I wanted to try it side by side, I didn't have the TSI um, yeah. and to see so many tour players still using the TSI, um, tells me that there's something about that TSI three that absolutely equates to how I felt about it. It was, it was one of the best drivers I've ever hit. So if you've yep. got, if you've got a TSI three, um, keep it. It's one of the keepers. Put it in the cupboard when it's past its use-by date and the next three generations come out that you like that performs as well. Put it in the cupboard and keep it because it'd be one of those drivers that you'll go back to when they roll back the driver when they change the heads, they change the velocity when they do all that other stuff that they (laughs) Again, another topic that came up again when they saw everyone hitting it so far, you know, rolling back the ball, that yeah. sort of thing. That's not gone away, that conversation. But uh, keep, keep your TSI free. Um yeah. yeah, what else uh, What else did he have? He had the driving iron in. I think it was a, two, a T200 with the uh, ten psi white shaft. I think I've got that shaft in my um, yep. Callaway driving iron, which is just over there. Great shaft. And he had yep. the, X, the X7 Tory shoe shafts in there. Like, as I said, go to the shed, pick up a axe handle, swing that, and that's what it's sort of like. That's how stiff they are.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe Monday, Roscoe. Maybe Monday you could do a watch in the bag of who wins the KPMG. Okay. And let's uh, let's have a look at uh, uh, one of the girls' setups. Uh,
0: interesting. Uh, yeah, I will. Okay, cool. I'll do that. Um, but what I do know already is having spent some time uh, on the range at the Vic Open the last few years, uh, and having a little bit of a sneaky look into a lot of the uh, girls' bags. They've got some, usually some weird and funky stuff. Yeah, there's always the conventional stuff, at the, especially a lot yep. of the Korean and a lot of the um, the Asian tour players, usually got some weird stuff that we haven't seen and, and weird configurations of shafts that we've never seen. Um, so, yeah, I'll do that. I'll try and do that. Uh, yeah, cool. I'll do both we'll get, of those. Uh,
1: we'll it. get Blakey to share it on to the, uh, what is it, the Australian Women's Golf Network that he's doing some work for there, the Women's Golf uh, Network stuff. So, anyway, be good. Be good to see what, uh, what's going on there.
0: Cool. All right, mate. Thanks again. Uh, another, okay. another hour of power.
1: <laughs> yeah, hour and a bit. Thanks, Roscoe. This was good fun, mate. Appreciate uh, you having me on your show. Lovely uh, show. Thank uh, you.
0: No, thanks for helping out. And thank you for anyone that has uh, listened and listened this far. And again, if you do want to help this podcast continue to grow uh, and continue to get into some more ears of more people around the world as it has done in the last couple of weeks. The downloads have been fantastic. and I do appreciate all the support. The simple fact of um, rating it and um, sharing it and subscribing to it on your Spotify's or your Apple um, podcast uh, aggregators, that means a lot and it does help this podcast. Just populate the, um, whatever they're called, algorithms, I don't even know. uh, Yeah, get it out there. It just helps that happen. Okay, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week on the My Love of Golf podcast.